today on Laura Lynn and Friends. I can't believe that man can walk the streets in safety. What he's done is unforgivable and I hope for his soul that God forgives him because I never ever will and um, I'm not even in Canada. Well, hello everyone and welcome to the beginning of the last days. I hope that you're well. This is our final broadcast before Christmas. Now, I might uh, I might do a broadcast tomorrow the next day, maybe from my freezing cold living room. Uh, we hope that the furnace guy is here soon because literally the living room is about minus 10, maybe even more, minus 15, I don't know. But in order to get uh, from the bedroom to run to the kitchen to get my cremo for my coffee, which I've now set up in the bedroom. So I have a whole little stash happening. I've got the, um, the what do you call the, the little cook thing, the little oven. You know, we have a toaster oven. I've got that in the bedroom, um, and it actually provides heat while I make toast. And uh, we have everything kind of set up, my kettle, and we're just, we're in survivor mode. And, you know, we won't be outwitted, outlasted, or outdone. So we're going to make it through. We have an incredible guest today. His name is John O'Looney, and I am not going to chance anything more going wrong today. I don't know if the equipment is cold, but we've had problems. So uh, many of you know about uh, The Undertaker, who has been courageous and has told the truth about what he was founding. He, he was actually one of the first, and now a whole bunch of people are starting to talk across the world and to give their experiences what they found. Thank you very much caring if it's very cold where you are so we had a cold snap last week and it was pretty cold um it went to about minus four minus five where we are and that's cold for the uk um but it's warmed up and it's kind of seven eight degrees um, today oh, so so that's bad. yeah that's yeah. t-shirt my weather my for us right now well cause... my heat my heating is working nicely as well i don't want to gloat <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome that is so wonderful. I'm wondering um, if you uh, if if you're sort of making headway and how you're figuring out what's going on in the world because we have certainly been challenged uh, across the world with the whole COVID narrative, with everything that's happened. What you've come out with has really revolutionized and and caused other uh, people who do these kinds of autopsies on on people that have passed to, to come forward. Are you, are you seeing that uh, you're getting some encouragement in that regard? You're not the only one now. Yes, um, it, I can tell you it was a very lonely place um, 12, 18 months ago maybe. Um, but I was convinced I knew for about three or four or five months what was going on. Um, and I knew that I had to keep speaking out and I knew eventually others would, uh, it would inspire others to, uh, to find the courage. I think, uh, be honest with you, everyone was sitting back waiting for, to see if I'd suddenly died in a car accident or had a heart attack or developed terminal cancer very quickly, you know, is the reality. Um, but I'm still here. Um, so, so it's shown them that, you know what, it's not a death sentence, to be honest. That's right. And uh, you've managed to uh, not commit suicide during this time either. So I'm, you are still here. I'm a very, yeah, I'm a very happy-go-lucky guy. I've got no intention of, you know, I've got everything to live for. I've got a lovely missus and um, a son and a family. And um, nothing they could do would make me kill myself because I worked for the coroner for seven years and I used to attend sudden deaths. And I see the scene of suicide and I know the pain. I've seen the pain on the faces of people. So that I will never kill myself. So be rest assured. If that should happen, I would never commit suicide. 
I'm happy that you've said that, and I, I uh, believe that, and I'm just thank you, f uh, so grateful for your courage. What are you? I've got seeing... too much to live for. I've got too. I've got people to save. Yes, yes, you do, and a world that actually needs to hear more and more from you. So we have had you on, and you have shown us some of the things that you're finding. It, um, mm. Is anything progressing as the vaccines are progressing? Uh, we're going into you know third, fourth, fifth boosters in some places. Mm. I don't know what the UK is at, but I know here some doctors now fifth boosters. I mean, does it get any worse? Yeah, I'm kind yeah. of I'm kind of hearing about the deaths in doctors over there. It's a phenomenal rate of of death in doctors, sudden death. And I kind of think at what point will they wake up? I mean, these people are in an industry where they know what the patterns are. There are regular patterns. So they must see this phenomenal sudden increase and the ages of these people that are dying. How can they not acknowledge what's happening when you've got the likes of Mike Yeed and Peter McCullough, Sukarit Bakhti, Dolores Cahill, Tess Laurie, and a plethora of others. You know, it's not just a tin hat wearing undertaker putting a record number of youngsters in coffins. It's very, very eminent people. The ONS data, the VAERS data, it all says the same thing. Do you know, how long are we going to ignore it for? And I think the problem that we've got is two main issues now, is we've got people who are suffering from uh, like a Dunkirk syndrome. And, and I cast my mind back over history where these young lads um, hit the beaches in Dunkirk. How many of them wanted to go on the beach? They'd never, they never, it took one and then two and then three. And these people need to run up the beach and face this head on because the consequences of not speaking out are far more severe than the consequences of speaking out. Uh, and, um, do you know, if I left uh, this earth um, by a sudden heart attack or, or by apparent suicide or a car accident, do you know what? I meet my maker with a clean conscience, knowing that my life has been of value to others. Um, that's how I feel about it. And I, I stand by them words, you know. I, I would never be complicit in a lie. I've got no reason to lie. I would never lie. This is there's nothing more serious than this. So for me to lie um, and you know for to encourage people not to take something that was genuinely good, it would be a heinous evil. But in the same breath, you know, for me to see what's happening firsthand and to not speak out when I sat with the likes of Sir Graham Brady and he admitted it was above his pay grade to stop it. You know, we know what's going on. These people know what's going on. So it's now just a matter of time before um, it either escalates or it peters out, or perhaps these demons will focus on us financially um, under the guise of bullshit climate change. Is is involved a little bit, you know. Um, I don't think the uptake was anything like they thought it would be, and that's primarily because of people like myself and, and Mr. Dr. McCullough. Um, Sukarit Bhakti and Dolores Cahill and Tess Laurie and Stephen Frost and Dr. Sam White and, and uh, Mohammed Daniel, doctor, um, all speaking out um, and a plethora of others. You know, I'm never going to be able to name them all because there is foundation to it. These are not conspiracy theorists. These are people that see what I see. Um, and more interestingly, when we look back over history, the Internet's been a great weapon for them, but it's also been turned against them because we use it to talk to each other, you know, so uh, their own weapons are being used against them. Now, when you look back historically, and we cast our mind back to 2010, Bill Gates spoke openly about the world population being a problem, and the world population at that time being 6.8 billion, and being projected to, to go to 9 billion, but that he felt that he could reduce that number 
with vaccination uh, and fertility services. What can't people see? He over openly admitted it, that that was the plan. This is the same guy conveying these mRNA uh, gene therapies. They're not vaccines. They're not vaccines. That was openly acknowledged. Um, they were relabeled as vaccines because it was felt it would be more palatable for the public to accept it. And it was, you know, on the back of a load of um, really frightening propaganda, you know, pictures of people falling over in China. And, and um, it's just a constant stream of lies, you know. And in my experience now, whatever the media portray, um, the truth is the polar opposite. It, that really is, you know, um, for example, we're hearing now they're ramping up here again, saying, oh, China, you know, another outbreak. And I tell you what, what's happening in China, because I'm having Johnny reach out to me. There's record unrest as these people have had enough. That's what's happening in China, not outbreaks of COVID. But they're not reporting that because that goes against the narrative and the media. You know, when you're looking at a news uh, a media and it's sponsored by Pfizer, what news do you think you're going to hear? It's not going to be any anti-vax news, you know, um, and I would urge people to the, the trouble is now they're in a vicious cycle. They've taken four or five of these poisons. They're suffering. Their health is suffering. They've become vulnerable. So then they're lining up and clamoring to get more of the protection. Rinse and repeat, you know, and, and one of the hardest things for me to accept as a decent human with a moral compass was that I'm not going to be able to save everyone because some of these poor souls are going to just not going to listen and they're going to go to their grave convinced they've died because you haven't had yours that's the insanity of it it's it's i feel really sorry for them and uh, you, we, you know we have to remember these people are victims as well but there seems to be an element in these jabs and reiner formic touched on this and i've seen it in my own family and, and best friends where they seem to their train of thought changes they seem to lose the ability to think critically and they seem to lose a fair amount of compassion. Now, whether that's by design or whether that's some sort of cognitive dissonance, I really don't know. I really don't know. Um, but I see it very, very clearly, you know. And I mourn the loss of the people that I no longer see because they disagree with what I've said. You know, sheet metal workers who know more than an undertaker. It's... Right. That is being reported, what you're talking about, that, and in fact, early reports, I think, uh, um, Dr. Uh, oh, Christine, um, she, she reported that she was seeing that patients were changing personalities. And that, that's yeah, very alarming. Yeah, 100%. Um, I tell you how I, I would notice, and you can do a test on them. So I, would, um, I was talking to a friend of mine before we totally lost touch, trying to reason with him. And I said to him, you know, we've put more kids under 40 in coffins in the last 18 months. Um, then I put in coffins in the previous 10 years. None of them have had COVID. And I know because I see the paperwork. So, you know, don't tell me that I don't know and I've got no medical knowledge. I'm checking the paperwork these doctors and coroners give me. So I know exactly what their cause of death is on an official capacity. Um, his, his attitude was, oh, well, that's life. That's life, you know? And then when I said to him, but they're talking about force vaccinating and mandating people. Oh, well, that's the world we live in. They've lost they've totally lost their minds where uh, the the old friend that I had would never have said that he would have been horrified that I'm putting all these youngsters in coffins, but he's no longer horrified. It's that's life apparently. Um, and, um, you know, I kind of mourn the loss of him, but at the same time, 
I celebrate the new friendships and love that I've found from people that I never meet probably. You know, it's, it's a seesaw, isn't it? You know, my, my opinion about life is this. We're all mirrors. That's basically what we are as, as humans. And much like a mirror, what do you get when you look into it? You get exactly what you give. Uh, and um, I think I, I've often wondered, you know, why do people, uh, why have they engaged with me? I don't know. Maybe they see that I'm the sincerity using out of me and they know I'm not lying. I've got nothing to gain. I'm not selling any work. I'm not doing a video. I've been offered money. I've turned it down. I won't even take petrol money for, for going to talk to people. You know, I drove to Buxton a couple of months ago. Um, and it was, <laughs> it was funny because I agreed to do it. And then um, I didn't realize how far it was. It was like two and a half hours. And uh, they were lovely. There it was about 200 in this particular place. And, and um, the girl tried to give me 40 quid for petrol money. And I couldn't take it. I, I don't want to benefit at all from this. This is just genocidal biblical misery. And I don't want a penny. You know, I've been offered 85 grand to give my stories an exclusive. You know, why would someone want to do that? Why would they want to tie me down contractually so that I could speak? They could present that to networks who wouldn't broadcast it. And then it goes in the bottom drawer and I can't talk to anyone else for pieces of silver. And it would have been enough to clear my mortgage. You know, so um, I wasn't remotely tempted. I wasn't because I wouldn't sell out my fellow human for any amount of money. And I, I guess that's why I find it so hard that so many people have. You know, they've taken the money and it's, it's clear. You know, if I can see these things with an untrained eye, don't tell me the coroners and the mortuary staff don't see it. You know, I, in fact, I've spoke to them and they've admitted it that they've seen it, but they won't admit it publicly. You know, when you're like, why? Because they're worried about their direct evidence. What do they think is going to happen to them when the last of us has been led away? What do they think is going to happen to them that have fulfilled their usefulness? They've got to look at themselves in the mirror, knowing they've been, uh, you know, are these people going to come down from upstairs, pat them on the back and say, well done for being complicit in this genocide. You know, thanks for helping us along, keeping our little secret, you know, there's a seat on the ark for you now. But there isn't. They'll have fulfilled their usefulness. They're a tool. They'll be discarded. They're witnesses and they're a loose end. And when the last of us is gone, they will go down the same route. They'll go, all of them, and there'll be no one fighting for them. You know, the time to do that is now why we've still got the numbers. Not wriggle about and think, not me, not me. No, I don't want to lose my job. All oh, my direct debits, you know. You're not going to die if you lose your job. You'll diversify. You will find another route. Same as me. When they shut me down, don't think I'm going to roll over and shut up. I won't. I won't. They've already put pressure on me. You know, I've already, they already try to nail me in the hospital. It won't frighten me. It won't shut me up because... I see the deaths of these children happening across the country now from myocardia, and they're still going into schools, putting this vaccine up kids' noses. I had the email from my own kid. It's insane. And um, so I had a very interesting conversation. So I had an email come through for my lad's school. He's 12. I rung the school um, and said, I'm a local funeral director. I've seen a lot of people dying after the vaccines. You don't touch my child. And I hereby serve you notice that the outcomes for these kids are your directly your responsibility because you are allowing these people on site while the kids are in your care to do it. And they backed off. They backed off then and advised the, the parents to go and get it done privately. Now, I had another email from my son's just changed school. Yeah, he's just changed school. So I emailed the, the secondary school and said the same thing. I took a phone call from that school and spoke to the nurse. Uh, 
So I said to this nurse, you know, I'm a funeral director. Um, I've seen a lot of uh, people dying after being vaccinated. I'm hearing that these children are developing um, strep A after having these nasal vaccines. Would you have your kids vaccinated? She said, no. And I said, but you'd vaccinate other people's kids. Yes, because that's my job. What is the matter with these people? What is the matter? How can you look at these parents in the eye when their kids have been maimed and killed and even dare to pretend that you're offering care when you know what these vaccines are doing? It's damaging and maiming and killing children. I just couldn't bring my, I'd rather go to my, I'd rather jump in the fire than I would um, maim anyone's child. You know, I look at a child, what do you see? Something to protect and love and nurture and teach. Uh, and, and, you know, I just can't understand the mentality of the people taking money for poisoning them, knowing full well that there's a risk that they will have an adverse reaction and die or, or be maimed or be autistic or, you know, I, I, I'll get myocardia. That is directly on you. You know, I went into a chemist the other week to get some painkillers. Uh, I've got Undertaker's back, but one of my discs is knackered. And um, a woman came in behind me and she announced she was here. She was with an older gentleman. Now, this woman was a council worker. She had a lanyard on with um, a carer's badge on, yeah? So she's escorting this old boy into the chemist and announced, I'm here to give John his flu vaccine. So the staff, and I could feel the airs on the back of my neck going, you know? So I, I was waiting, I'd, I'd put my order in. I, I then pulled her to one side. I, I said, you know, I hope you don't mind me pulling you to one side, but I'm an undertaker and I'm seeing lots and lots of these elderly die after being vaccinated. And I expected her to be um, horrified and surprised and say, really, you know, no. She said, I know, she said, I know. Uh, okay, so why are you doing it then? Well, it's not my choice, you know, when they like, because it's someone else's dad, it don't matter. I just don't understand that mentality. I'm clearly wired very differently from a vast swathe of the public because I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I can eat. And I don't doubt this poor sod at his vaccine, you know, and I pray to God that he's all right, but there's no thanks to her. And she knew, she knew, she said, I know. It's like yeah, an epidemic of cowardice. That's what we have in our entire well, world. And that's why we're in this mess. People have is, refused is it, to is rise. It is it cowardice or is it a little bit of sadism uh, and maybe a bit of darkness in people where they love playing God? I wonder if it's going to hurt them, you know? Right. It's almost why, a why step pack ca past cowardice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Evil. Yeah, it's I, pure I, evil. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't doubt some of them are frightened. I could not bring myself to get any elderly person I was supposed to be caring for um, a, a vaccine. It's disgusting. It's disgusting, and they should be ashamed of themselves. You know, it's it's um, yeah. It's I'm obviously wired very differently. So you know what I'm curious about, uh, Mr. Oluni, is is when you are uh, becoming so renowned, world renowned. Does everybody in your town, in your city, wherever you are, do they all know that you have been so outspoken? And has that affected your funeral business or anything no, like that? Not at all. Let me tell you, um, everything we do is, is about care, not really just of those that have passed away, but the living, it's a service to the living. And when you tell your story and people know that you actually care, I've had loads of business because people respect my integrity and my honesty. So it won't damage me. It won't damage me. You know, um, 
so let them do their worst. Let them do their worst. I don't care. I live in a field. I've got a caravan. I live in a caravan. But I'm, there's no way on earth I'm going to hurt, deliberately hurt people to be complicit. You know, and let's face it, in the world, these monsters have got planned for us. You won't be able to go anywhere or do anything or spend any money anyway soon. One of the things that's happening in New Zealand is the police state is coming about. So uh, they are they are asking people to like know you know know your enemy basically, um, and to begin to look for the terrorists among us. And yeah. in Canada, the same thing's happening. We are seeing uh, the there's a certain um, they're they're called something the integrated force of whatever, and they're supposed to go and track down who's perhaps a terrorist, somebody with with uh, non-compliance views. And I'm wondering yeah. what the UK is like. Like for instance, this is called the integrated national security enforcement teams. These are being set out uh, after we've we, we let you go today. We will show a video of these RCMP. Uh, forces showing up at someone's home who has on fa uh, Facebook or Twitter put some some uh, you know ideas forward where they're not in compliance with our government and they're getting home visits now and we've yeah. just been showing that New Zealand is going this way what what do you think about how the UK is is doing in this area well I, I'd be honest with you I kind of look at uh, Trudeau what disgusting despicable he really is um i can't believe that man can walk the streets in safety what he's done is unforgivable and i hope for his soul that god forgives him because i never ever will and um, i'm not even in canada he should be thoroughly ashamed of himself um will the same happen here probably they seem to be trying different methods um in different countries perhaps to see what's work working i kind of get the feeling Canada, they're trying to clear Canada and they're trying to clear Australia that little bit quicker, you know, and, and the suspicion for that is supported by the fact um, of hearing Dr. M uh, Luke McClendon's testimony on the fertility rates and the miscarriage rate in, in women there. Um, that's currently at 74% in his area. They didn't thank him. They didn't congratulate him for, and thank him for raising the alarm. They sacked him. You know, he was at the Mater Hospital for 12, 13 years. I reached out to him um, really to confirm who he was. And, and, you know, he was gracious enough to reply and confirm who he was. Um, there's something very, very dark running this planet. It's clearly an agenda to fill, uh, to thin the population. Um, people need to wake up to that before they see us being led off down the road and think that that is normal. It isn't normal. This is what happened in Nazi Germany. Right. That's what we're told, you know, so um, my, my my gut feeling is it needs to get extremely dark before people see the light, before they yes. see it for what it is. And then they're going to have to make a decision, you know, do we, are we eels in a barrel wriggling about or do we stand together? Because um, we are their power. We are their power. And if we all turn around and say, do you know what? No. Uh, and just turn our backs on them. And, and live in our own societies that can't be called terrorists. You know, um, we can't be called terrorists. Well, it's I, bullying. I don't, think, um, I don't think fighting them is the way forward because certainly here they're shipping thousands of, of young men of fighting age in that we know here are UN troops. Uh, they're depositing them, deploying them all around the country. It's only a matter of time before they, they deploy. Um, Will that that will probably be on the back of civil unrest that they're deliberately creating by making the price 
of living and existing unreasonable. You know, people are going to die um, because they can't afford to eat their homes or they can't afford to eat. Um, it will happen. And once that civil unrest starts, that's the excuse they need to go into full blown Nazi mode and start dragging people off. Um, it will happen, sadly. Are you saying are seeing the same inflation rates like uh, we've noticed that our food is just uh, it really yeah, is skyrocketing? Yeah, yeah. Well, they're deliberately engineering uh, a famine um, and they're deliberately inflating the price of food. So I've had a number of farmers reach out to me and it's very interesting because they pay subsidies on crops and uh, the government has approached the farmers and offered to pay them half again if they plow their crops into the field, destroy their crops and told them that they won't pay them anything if they harvest those crops. So, um, you know, when you Something's look at all the wrong. fire, yeah, we've got, we've got um, Satanists running this planet is the reality. Sure and do. Uh, I, I, and I, I would say to you, um, when you look at that and look at all the fires in the, the huge fires in the food processing plants across America, unprecedented numbers of specific buildings targeted, you know, it's obvious what's going on, it's obvious. Um, then you look at the electricity prices and the fuel prices. Uh, the barrel um, is no dearer than it was in 2011. In fact, it's a little bit cheaper, but they're still charging the, um, you know, 30, 40% more. It's ridiculous. Um, it's a deliberate act and it's deliberately um, to, to, to get us used to the hardship they want us to have. You know, uh, this is the great reset. Klaus Schwab has been very open. He said, um, we've infiltrated over half the cabinet and most of the governments. And by 2030, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. People, have, that's documented evidence. That's documented. And yet people still can't believe it. It's still conspiracy. Right. You know, I, I kind of despair. I still think there's more good in the world than bad. Um, and, I, you know, the hope is that eventually, as it gets dark at some point, people are going to say no more. Will that happen? I really don't know. But I'll keep shouting until they carry me off. You know, I, I feel like I've uh, transitioned sort of my fight from, like you say, fighting them to mm. let's get let's get smarter about how we survive this yeah, and let's figure out our communities and what mm. we can actually do that could make a difference. And maybe yeah. there's an uprising, but, you know, they'll they'll slaughter us. They already uh, yeah, shot they unarmed want. people in that's, Canada. That's they they will kill that's us. They want, that's what they want. They want civil unrest. They need civil unrest to elevate it to the next stage. That's what the big prisons have been built for, you know. Uh, here we've got at least six new super prisons. Now, I'm 54. Um, I've been brought up in the UK. Um, I, I've listened to many a home office minister um, promise to do something about prison overcrowding. They never, ever do. They never. When is the last time you heard a politician Keep a promise. They're all full of crap. They say what they want just to get. There is no democracy. It's two sides of the same coin. You know, and Sir, Sir Graham Brady um, in Westminster said it's above my pay grade. He's the man that hires and fires prime ministers. You know, so it's clear there is no democracy um, whatsoever. It's the illusion of democracy to placate the masses. Um, and the dictatorship has decided um, it's time to thin the herd. And that's what they're doing. Um, the, the fact that they're doing it very slowly tells you it's because they fear the numbers. That's what they fear. Um, but at the same time, you know, people think there's no war on because there's no bullets and there's no blood. 
they can't see it. You know, I wonder how they will feel when these young men are on British streets in UN uniforms. I, I suspect you'll get cognitive dissonance where they say, oh, no, they're only in a humanitarian role, giving out rations and water because they've engineered the famine, you know, create the problem, offer the solution. And people will get used to seeing these UN soldiers. And then as these people die off, um, they're dying off now. You know, the, the VAERS data, the ONS data proves it, proves it beyond a shadow of a doubt. And I would suggest that those uh, that data is very conservative as well. You know, so so they, they all say there's a new outbreak or there'll be a climate change lockdown. And then these arseholes will start barking orders and, and rounding people up. And as you said, they'll call us terrorists. And of course they will. You can, you can see it's going to happen. Right. You're right. It's it's like uh, you're a prophet, you know, and uh, you, you've been predicting an awful lot of things. And I believe that God has probably put his hand on you to be someone who's forewarning the nations about what's coming. Um, in, in changing the way that I've, because I've been traveling our whole country doing... Um, doing speaking engagements and, and having these rallies. And we've changed from, we're, we're giving knowledge now. We're trying to teach people, well, this has really happened. The WEF, the mm. Club of Rome, the depopulators, they openly speak. We play their clips where they're uh, openly wanting to depopulate yeah. the world. So we yeah, try yeah. to give knowledge. And then, you know, I really, uh, I'm, I'm turning them to God and I'm asking them mm. to get their life right with God so that God can speak to us. Because the same way God's spoken to you and given you a message at this hour, God is speaking to us. And that's that's why I read from my Bible, uh, my dad's Bible every day. And, you know, Mr. Oluni, mm. he died just over a year ago. And uh, when I uh, got his Bible, it's uh, it's underlined from one end to the other. And I did kind of forget to, uh, to, to read at the top of the show because, you know, it kind of went a bit crazy. If you wouldn't mind, if I just read from John 1, um, what no, my dad do. underlined was uh, verse 10, 11, and 12. He was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. He came unto his own and his own re received him not. And we definitely are rejecting God even at this time. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. And uh, that means a lot to me because I, I think we've got to get to the place where we get power. Our yes. power is going to come from knowing our God at this hour. And I can hear from the way that you speak that you've understood this has been a spiritual uh, journey as well. You've yeah. had to rescue the world. Well, to be honest with you, um, there's a number of things. So number one. I was never a deeply religious man, and I think there's a number of reasons for that. And I think that's because over the last 30 years, they have indeed pushed us away from God. You know, when I was at school, we had a religious Christian-based assembly, and I was a particularly good singer, so I was always standing up singing hymns and, you know, doing solos, and I loved it. Uh, and people were generally nicer. There was a nicer society, nicer community. Mum didn't go to work, only dad. And they've ruined it. They've deliberately split families up send the women out to work as well and and don't get me wrong that's fine but what it's done is it mean there's no homemaker there's you know when i was a kid i had a yellow chopper and something called the great outdoors and at five years old i was playing on the streets of north london there was 20 mums all in the windows watching and there was community and it was safe no kids went missing you know no kids got molested uh, and um i don't doubt it did happen in places because these demons have been about for a long time but it was a lot safer you know, fast forward to 2020, I've got a 12-year-old who can't go out on his own because he's not safe, you know. And I was out on the street in London at five, you know, and unsupervised, you know. So what the last two years has taught me is there's a terrible 
terrible dark evil that runs this planet yeah. it really is luciferian satanic um and where there must be uh, there's a polar opposite with everything there's black and white there's yin and yang there's man and woman um there, there's good and evil so where there is this terrible terrible evil surely there must be the polar opposite of a force for good and i like to think that's god and i don't think you need to go to church to pray yes. you need to go to church to build community but you can do that in a funeral home you can do that walking down the street you know, if you do so, go to so, church you got to find the right one because our churches yeah. have accepted bribes they have sold right. us out our churches have absolutely yeah, failed right. our churches yeah. in canada the united church is having drag queens in to read story time to the kids uh, our churches have failed you got to find the right church yeah. or don't even bother going yeah yeah it's disgusting um and, and similar things have happened over here you know there or these churches are putting the great gay pride flag up and and you know what any if anyone wants to live the life the way they want to live that's fine don't keep throwing it in my face do you know i'm a heterosexual man i don't go around constantly announcing i'm heterosexual because right. if i did that would be a hate crime you know what do we do do we have a heterosexual <laughs> badge of a certain color it's it's insane and they're they're, they're playing into they're playing into this bizarre sick woke narrative you know i don't mind whatever sexuality you are you just do your own thing but do it, Keep in your it own to yourself. Time. That's it's so funny. Mind. I don't, really I don't go around announcing I'm a heterosexual man. That would be a, a hate crime. I mean, there's so yeah. much truth in what you're saying. Yeah. It's hysterical. Yeah. yeah it's, so um, I kind of, um, do you know what I pray most days? Usually in the, in the van on the way to work. And um, I know why I'm here and this is why I'm here. And I don't doubt I will suffer before I die. I, I know that. I know that. But it's a price worth paying. Wow, you're you're truly, truly inspiring. Um, I pray that you will keep speaking out. People want to I hear will. your voice. In fact, I'd like to find a way to get you to Canada. Uh, I just think that, um, I don't know if you'd be willing to do that, if you could take any time off, but uh, if you came and traveled with some of the doctors that we have here in Canada and spoke to the people directly, I mean, they would just love it. It would be interesting to find a way to do that. Do you know the problem for me is um, it's a small family-run funeral home, so it's only me, my wife, and I've got one guy back at right. the house. And at the moment, I'm trying to be a dad, I'm trying to be yes. a husband, I'm trying to run a, a, an increasingly busy funeral home that has many murder victims coming through it who will never see justice, and I'm trying to save the world, and it's really, really tough. So I, yes. uh, I don't get a lot of time for me. So that. That would be hard. Um, we certainly understand that. As as we come to a close, uh, Mr. Oluni, um, do you do you you do believe that quite possibly you're going to um, have to pay a price? And and I pray you don't. I pray there's some reprieve at some point by God's justice that uh, we will see Him initiate His justice at some point. But it does look like it's a very dark time ahead. Um, you were saying that they're going to be moving into this climate thing. Do you think that now that COVID's kind of decreasing and they can't keep feeding us the lie because maybe the evidence isn't there? I know mm. we keep getting variants or whatever. Do you think it's going to go into the climate crisis and that's still going to somehow bring death mm. to us? There are two, two ways they're going to bring death to us. One is by uh, making life so unbearable. 
The reason for most of this is the Europe and the US account for uh, around 30% of the global population. However, we use probably 65, 70% of the resources and um, the elite have decided they don't want that and they want to do a global reset. There's a couple of things that are going to happen, I suspect. One is going to be um, climate change crap to, to take your houses away from you. So if your house is up to, isn't up to their spec, you probably won't be able to sell it or, or you'll, you'll be forced to borrow the money at unreasonable rates to make your house um, fall within the spec or something like that. It'd be some, some method of doing it. Um, and the other thing I think we're going to see is a collapse of currency um, and they're going to force us into digital currency. And I suspect what we'll see is they'll uh, announce that there's a date that you have to bank any cash you have before it comes worthless and people will bank that cash because they won't want it to become worthless and they'll register for their digital ID for the digital bank account and they'll be forced to do that. Um, it's re this really dark times. The people that are running this earth are pure evil. They're pure evil. Their World Economic Forum, um, World Health Organization, the Club of Rome, it's just satanic. It's their, their dark evil forces and I'll stand by every word I've said. Um, people want to know how to follow you, sir. And, uh, I just thank you so much for speaking the truth. So everyone, this is, uh, John Oluni's, uh, Twitter page. You're back on there. What do you think of that? Elon Musk, he's doing us a favor right now. Do you know what? I'll, um, I'll accept any ally and, um, until I see otherwise. And Elon Musk has given us a voice. Is that perhaps, um, you know, people have said to me, oh, he's only doing that to stir up civil unrest. I don't know. I don't know that he is or not, but the only way out of this is in numbers. Um, and um, the only way to get those numbers is to tell them the truth. The truth will set us free. And it's never about being right. I've never wanted to be right. And I'm not, sir. I'm just John, you know. There's nothing special about me um, in any way, shape or form. I don't want any accolade. Um, I don't want any knighthood. For me, a knighthood is a badge of shame and dishonor. Um, when you look at these people, Sir Jimmy Savile, Sir Cyril Smith, dark, dark entities, you know, I don't want any accolade. I'll give nothing better than just to be back um, an old, you know, an, an undertaker uh, in his own little world. You know, this is not <laughs> fame that I want. Um, it's very, very, very sad times. But um, I know I'm here. We've got to fight on. We've got to push on. And if that means that they martyr me, let them do it. Let them do it. Because there'll be another John and another John and another John. And they ain't going to give up. It'll inspire people. And I speak to them constantly. So I feel very proud to be part of that great awakening. Well, sir, uh, you're very special to us. And as I let you go, I'm just going to let you know uh, Psalms 91. I believe that is for you. And let me just tell you what it says. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. I believe you will be spared, sir. I believe you will live because the shadow of the Almighty is over your life. And I pray that you find that strength and that peace because you are a warrior. You are, I mean, some of us are just soldiers, you know, but some are generals. And you've been a general in this fight. And we just honor you. We think the world of you. We love you. And 
and my audience is uh, huge today because you're on. And so I just appreciate that. And uh, we, we want you to keep on going, keep on fighting, never give up, sir. And also we pray for God's protection on you as you fight so, so very, very valiantly. God bless you, sir. Amen. Thanks for being um, with us. No, you're more than welcome. And I love you, all of you, people that I never meet. And that's why I speak out. Thank you. Thank you. It means a lot. We are here. We're listening and we appreciate it. God bless. Uh, Thank you, sir. God bless. Take care. Hmm. I don't know what to say after all of that. I want to, I want to just acknowledge that, um, that's a hero. That's a hero. That guy who has taken it upon himself to not accept bribes and to tell the truth. And, you know, a lot of uh, our friends and loved ones think we're conspiracy theorists because we sort of follow all of this. And you heard him name doctor after doctor after doctor after doctor. This is not a conspiracy theorist. If you ever have a day when you think, oh, you know, maybe I'm going crazy, you're not going crazy. Uh, you're on the right side of history. You're seeing. You have eyes of discernment. And uh, that is certainly what John O'Looney has. Uh, JT, can we play that video clip then of what's going on in Canada? So maybe we could show that um, that one page again first. Can we start with that? The integrated, um, yes, that page. The integrated national security enforcement teams. And I'd like to maybe read this just a bit. If you can scroll down a bit. Um, this is fascinating, everyone. This is happening in our Canada. Listen to this. Integrated national security enforcement teams led by the Royal Canadian Mounted Police are multi-agency teams made up of specialty trained members of the RCMP and other law enforcement and national security partners at the federal, provincial and municipal levels. Working together, inset members track, deter, disrupt and prevent criminal activities of terrorist groups or individuals who pose a threat to Canada's national security. Wow. So we got, we've got some terrorist groups running around in Canada and I'm glad that we've got someone that is going to deal with them. Now, who are these terrorists and those who, who are uh, a threat to Canada's national security. Well, well, we'll show you a clip of that in a minute. The inset in Alberta is composed of employees of the RCMP, Edmonton Police Services, Calgary Police Services, Canada Border Services Agency, and the Canadian Security Intelligence Service. If you can go down just a bit. Uh, the model provides a cohesive approach to ensure prevention early detection and investigation of any potential national security criminal threats to Canada and the public. Oh, early intervention, collaboration efforts of our insets across the country and with internal partners allow the RCMP to address threats to our safety and security. You know what I want to know? I want to know in light of all of this, how come when a woman who is actually in danger from a spouse who's an abuser... You try calling the police when you've got a problem with, uh, you know, somebody in your home who wants to kill you or threatens you or treats you and abuses you. Do you know what they say? You know, ma'am, we really can't do anything until, you know, he does something. How many women have I heard tell me that story? And believe me, I know it's probably men too. 
right? You're married to a crazy person and you try to report them because you're afraid of that wife. Uh, you're afraid of that husband, one or the other. Try to report that to the police. And where's the early intervention for potential threatening things happening from a terrorist in your own home? Oh no, you don't have time for that. But here's what the police do have time to be doing. Take a look at this clip. This is happening in Canada. Yesterday we covered New Zealand. Uh, Mr. John O'Looney just told us about what's going on in the UK. Look what's happening in Canada. Watch this clip. Can you just uh, state your name again, please, sir? Constable Ryan Davison. From? Integrated National Security Enforcement Team. Thank you. So we had received information about a post online in which you are making statements about Prime Minister Posts Justin online. Trudeau. Uh, things about, about Trudeau. like being hung for treason, drawn and quartering, and uh, that sort of thing. So I'm just here to talk to you about that. So what do you want to talk about? Well, I wanted to let you know that you're getting dangerously close to making criminal threats with these kinds of posts. <laughs> so that's what the police have time for, for posts, posts where, um, I don't know, I think probably, you know, 10 million people have said that uh, Trudeau should maybe be hung for treason. You know, it's kind of a saying, we don't have a noose or anything out there, but it's a, it's a saying where we believe actually he's been treasonous to our country. And I think it was his father that removed the ability to be hung because uh, people have been hung for treason in our country. Um, so that's no longer lawful. Uh, but, but saying something, metaphorically speaking, against the prime minister might land you up getting one of these visits to your home for being dangerous. I'll tell you what's dangerous, all of you. Um, a prime minister with scandal after scandal after scandal that does not face accountability, a prime minister that has bullied an identifiable group in the last two years, has called them misogynists, racists, terrorists, a prime minister who has incited violence and hatred towards an identifiable group, and that is those who maintain sovereignty of body sovereignty of body where they have the right to choose my body, my choice. They have the right to choose what goes into their body. And somehow, for some reason, the government has deemed over a virus that is 98% recoverable, by the way, and probably even more, actually. If you have all these cases, 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 hysterical. I have COVID. I'm, I'm in um, quarantine. Um, thankfully, I have you know, I have no symptoms. <laughs> I've known all kinds of people. They got a couple weeks off of work paid, right? Well, from, from companies that really can't afford to be paying, paying uh, people to be off of work. And they're, they're off work paid because they have COVID with no symptoms. What a joke. What a joke we're living through. What a joke we're living through. And then you've got all these tests. Oh, test, test, test. And uh, they're all, you know, false positives and all kinds of things like this happening. When my dad was in the hospital in Surrey Memorial and he had COVID, they had a guy. I think he was a guy pretty down and out. But it was funny because this fellow stayed in my dad's room with a COVID patient. 
uh, for for about a week or so. They never moved him. Um, and I heard him talking on the phone and he would tell me, you know, he said, well, I got, I got a, a, a positive COVID uh, test. So they put me in the COVID ward with a COVID patient, which is your dad. My dad had COVID pneumonia. They put this guy that gets a, a COVID positive test in with a COVID patient and he doesn't get anything. I mean, he just sits there for, you know, for the whole time. They give him another test, you know, and I think then that one was negative, but they wouldn't let him go. They still made him stay in the COVID ward with my dad. Hysterical. I mean, absolutely hilarious. So uh, we are waiting for Clay Clark and we hope that he's coming on shortly. But until then, JT, could we just go down some of the things that uh, we have on for today? Um, Josh is there? Oh, okay. We'll get to Josh then. Maybe we'll do that very shortly. Uh, I did pull up the the thing. Um, oh, you've got a parody Biden song. Um, what about this one? Uh, PM Justin Trudeau says simply giving into the province's demands on healthcare funding won't guarantee improvements to Canada's strained health. Yeah, let's have a look at that. Provinces right now are not hurting for funds. They have surpluses. They're able to send money to they their have right provinces. now. They're not going to have them for no, infinity. Like they want a long-term health care deal. And that's yeah. why yeah. I've said right. we're there for the long term. Right. But we have to make sure that if we're there for the long term, that the results are there for the long term. I, I've talked to people on, on my program over the past few months who have come close to death on a number of occasions because they were waiting in an ER because they hesitated to go to an ER because they were so sick. They see politicians fighting over health care and they feel like they are getting caught. And I wonder what you say to those people whose lives may be at risk because politicians, and I'm not, ju not just you obviously, yeah. but politicians can't get there, can't figure it out. If I were to send people all the money they need in the provinces, there is no guarantees that that those folks would be waiting uh, less time in the hospitals. Right now. The system right now, according to the head of the Canadian Medical Association, there is no point putting more money into a broken system. Now, those are harsh words, and I, I think there are systems that are working better than others across the country, but my responsibility is to ensure that all Canadians have access to health care, and quite frankly, one of the only levers I have is saying, I'm not giving you this money with no conditions. I'm giving it, I will, I will fully participate in the funding of it as long as those real Let's do Canada moves to mandate electrical vehicles. Wow. Okay. So, so he can't trust the provinces with the funds. We are the ones who pay the government. We give our funds, our taxes to him. And and now he's the one saying that, that we can't be trusted, you know, with the funds. Um, all of this is just so corrupt. Something is so wrong with the government. Nobody seems to care about what's really happening. Um, you know, it, it's absolutely true. People are afraid to go to hospitals. They don't get treatment on time anyways. And I've just had an incredible story come across from a friend where uh, her daughter needed to be in emergency. And of course, they would not guarantee, um, they would not guarantee this young person to have the kind of blood that this family wanted. You know what I'm talking about. And it's just been a nightmare. We're going to try and have them on next week. So Canada is going to move to mandate electric vehicles sales starting in 2026. Can you believe this? Um, 
So one-fifth of all passengers, cars, SUVs, and trucks sold in Canada in 2026 will need to run on electricity under new regulations. I mean, are we, JT, are we going to have the same problems that they have in California where we can't even afford actually that? Do we have a better grid than California to be able Yeah, we, our power is okay because it's run on hydro. So. Right. So do you think, um, yes, I was just stating that Canada moves to mandate electric vehicles sales starting in 2026. One-fifth of all passenger cars, SUVs, and trucks sold in Canada in 2026 will need to run on electricity under new regulations. Um, and so I guess we have hydropower, so we'll have a bit more power, you think, than in California. Yeah, but they'll charge you you're going to pay as much if not more electricity than you would for gas right that's that will be the plan <laughs> so that'll yeah. be really it's not going to be cost effective okay uh campaign enlists influencer to tackle covid19 vaccine uh misinformation so look who's have you seen biden's having these drag queens at the uh, white house have any of you seen that that's real crazy well now they've um, they've enlisted this influencer to tackle the COVID-19 vaccine misinformation. Do you have that picture up there somewhere? The vaccine isn't a vaccine. It's a synthetic pathogen designed by the government to make you sick, cancer, Alzheimer's, etc. Experts all agree on this. Protect your DNA and don't take it. Experts in what exactly? Never mind. Let's start from the top. While it seems like the vaccines were approved quicker than my backstage costume change, the science has long been in the making. Like, for real, for real, for real. mRNA technology has been studied for decades. And guess what else? The COVID vaccine doesn't alter, interact, or interfere with your gorgeous genetic makeup or DNA in any way. Okay. That's our world. That's where we're at. Um, I would like to bring on a wonderful young man right now. And uh, I really appreciate, uh, this is Josh. And Josh has been going through something in his uh, school. And I did have a, um, so this is regarding a high school walkout. And uh, recently on the media, uh, they have covered how he was suspended over a walkout regarding male students in female washrooms at his high school. Uh, he's been suspended since November 23rd. The school involved the police in an investigation into his actions. Three pride groups protested outside of his school. They asked the police and the school to take action. As of right now, the situation is continuing to develop. Um, I would love to uh, have Josh on then and hear what's been going on. Josh, this sounds all really crazy. Um, start from the beginning. You, uh, was it just yourself or some friends protested that males were in the female washrooms? Yeah, thanks for having me on. Sure. So um, what happened there is uh, I switched from the public board where I had previously organized the uh, student walkouts in solidarity with the freedom convoy so i switched from there after being suspended three times and went to the catholic board and uh not long 
like about a month into my time there, a couple of female students addressed me and said that it was an issue. And like, they brought it up that male students were using the female washrooms. And uh, this ended up developing into some pretty large class debates. And uh, I ended up taking it to the office. And they said my concerns wouldn't be legitimized until a female student came forward with the same concern. So I convinced one student to come forward and they still refused to take any action. And so after that, I decided to put out a poster and a video to organize a walkout and it kind of spiraled out of control from there. <laughs> I love it. Way to go, Josh. So uh, so you put out a, a video and a poster and what was what, what did your poster sort of have on it? Um, I believe it said something to the effect of keep males out of or remove males from female washrooms and then it had a Bible verse, Mark 10, 6 on it. Uh, God made the male and female. And uh, yeah, then nice. it had the Ontario Party logo, my personal organization's logo and Freedom Fighters Canada. <laughs> okay, I think that's fantastic and very courageous. I hope that other young people who hear your story um, will also be as strong and will actually gain courage from seeing uh, how you have done this. Um, what, what has been the backlash against you? What, what, what's it like to stand like this? So I, after, shortly after putting out the post, um, a couple of pride groups, uh, local pride groups labeled me a terrorist organization, contacted the police, the school contacted the police, so I was suspended indefinitely. Um, just today, actually, I had my welcome back meeting with the school, and uh, they told me I am, for the rest of the semester, I'm not allowed to go back to two classes because a few of the students in that class feel uncomfortable by my presence. Um, oh my if God. I speak to any of these students, it's a punishable offense. And uh, yeah, so that's kind of where my uh, okay. So let me get this straight: um, you are not allowed to go to a classroom because someone might be uncomfortable, but yeah, they don't two, see a problem. Two of my four classes, right? But they don't see a problem with a guy, a dude, with parts that don't belong in a female washroom. They don't think that's a problem when females will be uncomfortable in there. Uh, it didn't seem to be a concern of theirs. I, right. uh, I discussed it a lot with teachers and uh, the principals. They both defended it. And they even, like, like I said, it spiraled out of control. We engaged in discussion about uh, male breastfeeding and the school defended that. Um, like it, it got pretty wild. But uh, yeah, that's kind of where it's at right now. So, so this is our woke culture, uh, male breastfeeding. Yes, yes. Uh, so, so all of these, um, these teachers and principals and whatnot are, are buying into this unscientific woke agenda that is causing chaos in our world. Um, it's causing people to transition. And by the way, detransitioning de is huge. And by the way, there are some people now suing their counselors, teachers, and doctors who actually transitioned them because they found out after transitioning that this was full of bunk and that it didn't make them happy and that you can't be a guy when you were actually born a girl. And so, so people are beginning to sue people who are sort of allowing this to, to move ahead. And where's, you know, I really appreciate that you've defended women. 
I'm a little surprised you had to you had to go to a girl and convince her. What's going on, Josh, when girls are not willing to stand up for their rights? Do you think some girls in your school are so intimidated that they would be part of this, um, not not part of the woke culture, that they, they're actually afraid to speak out? Yeah, absolutely. That was kind of like the first day I brought it up, I was in my law class. And uh, that conversation carried on to my later classes that day. And it was just... I was getting shouted down. I got called a racist, sexist, bigot. You know, um, I'm sure we've all heard it before. But uh, yeah, yeah. This was simply because I said that um, male breastfeeding was an act of pedophilia, and I also said that there's only two genders, and uh, it was obviously a very controversial statement and got me into some trouble with the administrators. Hundred percent, and. Um... The the whole issue of pedophilia is really coming to light. Uh, I know on Tucker Carlson, uh, was it last night or the night before, JT, where um, he had someone on who had gone to an all-family event with these transgenders literally showing themselves, their, their breasts, their stuff, all over the place while a room is filled with kids and our world seems to be at a place when we're going oh yeah that's okay i'm woke sure i think that that's just fine and uh really there are people that have outed that uh drag queens became drag queens because they knew that children would feel more at ease with them so this whole thing of pedophilia, uh, sexualizing children is coming out. In fact, Disney has been in some trouble lately because of their stuff. But it's almost like um, most of the people that you probably have to deal with are too ignorant to actually do the investigation. And they're too cowardice. Uh, they're too uncourageous to be able to stand up and say that we're going to protect the girls in our school because then they would be seen as not woke and then they would probably have ramifications. So in essence, the mob is now ruling. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, it's pretty disappointing to see this coming from a Catholic board where they're supposed to uphold Catholic? the supremacy of the word of God. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm this a is a Catholic board. school. Yep. Uh, uh, like yeah, a so private even, Catholic while school? While I was in the office. Yeah. No, so, so in Ontario now they're all publicly funded, but it's still a Catholic ward, and in their school policy it says that the uh, they recognize the supremacy of the Word of God. So when I read that, I went into the office and I said, okay, you, you guys claim to recognize the supremacy of the Word of God. Now I want to discuss it because what's happening in this building is completely contrary to that. and. Uh, they wouldn't engage in that conversation. They told me I'd have to go to a priest or a chaplain to get that information. Wow. Uh, I am in shock. Um, may God help them on Judgment Day. Do you know the Bible says that if you harm children, that it would be better that a millstone be tied around your neck and you throw yourself into the ocean then have to face what God will do if you've harmed children. Uh, I'm very shocked to hear this. And we are seeing a compromise in all of our, you know, our churches, many of them. 
it's uh, absolutely staggering. And that's why a lot of people are leaving the Catholic faith, I believe, because um, things are just going wrong. People are leaving church in general. We've had an absolute bowing to the the culture rather than standing. And, um, you know, we were told to come out from among them and be separate and not have this being done. So I think you you are amazing. You're going to have an incredible future. I hope that do- doors open for you that no man nor demon can stop. And I'm very sorry about the harassment that you've gotten from ignorant people who don't understand science and who refuse to, uh, to stand up courageously. Because I, I would venture to say, Josh, that many people agree with you, but they don't have the courage to say it. And so yeah, you've for been sure. one of those people. It, w- it was noticeable because like I was mentioning earlier, I organized the uh, Freedom Convoy Solidarity Walkouts. And uh, that was all throughout Ontario and Nova Scotia and even in some other provinces. But uh, I noticed that one kicked off a lot faster than this more controversial rally. And uh, there was a lot of people that kind of distanced themselves from it. Yes. And so here you are standing in the fray. Wow. I just honor you so incredibly. Um, You are a man among men. And not many people would have the courage to do what you're doing. Uh, Do you think then um, you've had your welcome back time to school? welcome back. Don't make anyone uncomfortable. Don't, don't speak your mind. Um, you know, free speech is certainly, uh, really under threat, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. They, uh, yeah, like they said, I'm not allowed to speak to two of the students in that building. So while I was in the meeting, I said, we were just discussing the equality of all students in the building. I said, so let me get this straight. Every other student in the building has the freedom of expression, except me. Right. And they said, well, if that's the way you want to look at it, sure. <laughs> wow. They basically you're, admitted to it. You're amazing. Uh, that, that is so shocking. Um, I can't believe the, I, I'm sorry, I would just have to call it the ignorance and the lack of um, respect for freedom and your right to have an opinion and that they wouldn't actually kind of back you up a little. That, that these adults wouldn't say, wow, look at this kid who's standing up for women, for women's rights, and instead you get persecuted for it. They must be such cowards. God sees all of that in your Catholic mm-hmm. school. I, I'm, I'm in shock yep. at, at this story. So where do you go from here? What, are you in grade 12 or you still got a- Grade 11. Grade 11. You must yeah. be going. Oh, I got another year of this. It's tough. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure where I'm going to go. Um, yeah, there's a couple different options, but I haven't really decided whether I'm going to go back or not. You've got to have incredible parents. I hope that they're really proud of you. I hope you stand together yeah. as a family. Um, you, you are just. Um, you know, I think if I, my kids are actually a lot older than you now, uh, but if I had a child like you standing up like this, my heart would be beaming, even though it's hard on you, um, to actually stand in a culture as one, one man, one person standing against the insanity of what you're facing. 
it's phenomenal. Do you have some people who kind of, um, they quietly support you? They're like, man, I can't get involved, you know? I'm in high school, I, I need to be popular, but I, I get what you're doing. Yeah, there's definitely quite a few students that would were silent supporters, like you said, and they uh, previously they were planning to walk out. It was going to be quite a successful walkout, but uh, since they suspended me before the walkout, they go class to class and intimidate and disengage all the students. So they like they wouldn't have had transportation home. They were told it would ruin their local reputations. Um, I've heard quite a different, quite a few different threats that were made, but uh, I haven't verified them all. Right. But uh, yeah, so it, that that uh, disengaged most of the students. Yeah. Where did you get your strength from? I mean, you're strong. Well, as as a Christian, you know, I got to recognize we're only pilgrims here, and we just got to do what we can while we're here. I really appreciate that, and I mean, for what it's worth, the tide is turning. People are beginning to wake up to the deception of this uh, drag queen culture, this, um, you know, sexualization of children, this disrespect of women. When women came so far, Josh, and now women can't stand up to, um, you know, people that have transitioned and are, you know, in swimming competitions and taking the golds and... You know, women can't seem to defend themselves. Um, you are a breath of fresh air that you would be willing to speak out on this. And I just encourage you to keep going. The tide is turning, though. The whole world, even the, uh, the woke left, um, there are things that are going on where there's beginning to be a real pushback because of the insanity. It's just gone too far. Um, you know, evil always overplays its hand. And when it does, we have an opportunity to step forward. Um, we have on the feed some people that are in very strong support of you. And I hope that you'll go and read the comments because a lot of people think that you are a true hero. And I know that uh, I would certainly want you to be the kind of person that, you know, my daughter or any females uh, would have to be a friend and to stand up for them. Um, have is there is there anything um else that we haven't covered because i want to give you any time to say everything that you've had to say this is tough i just respect i deeply respect your strength thank you yeah we're uh i'm i've got a bit of a team together and we're uh we're considering a lot of different options we'll probably be taking further action it's not going to end with just a walkout where i get suspended and that's game over um, there's a lot to be accomplished here and we're going to be working forward to that in the future. Okay. I know some, uh, lawyers that would probably, um, you know, some that, that are really courageous and know this is a pile of nonsense and, uh, that people like you should not be the ones getting, um, picked on for standing up for women. D does your teachers not care about girls' rights? And that the girls Apparently in their not. school are afraid? Do they not care? Apparently not. It's like you said, it's complete ignorance. Um, I'm not even sure if they recognize it. They're so blinded by their woke ideology. It's insane. You bet. I, I was once a teenage girl. I wouldn't want no guy in there in the bathroom. And now we have a culture 
that basically um, basically makes anyone who stands up pay a price for it. And so you've almost been like the public price that was paid to intimidate even more girls and other guys not to do this because they, they're worried they might get suspended. They might get treated yeah. the way you're treated. And instead of the teachers being adults and bringing some sense of decorum and common sense, they're just letting some guy into the girl's bathroom. Wow. Yeah, and it's, it's more than one. It, it happens uh, too often. Okay, more than one. Um, thank you very much. Will you just keep us posted on this? And uh, I do hope that you'll find yourself perhaps a lawyer that might bring uh, charges against this school. I think charges should be brought against the school for their lack of protection of minor girls. I think that would be a great charge and they, they should be, they should be brought up before a judge on it and have to face this. So if there's any way I can help, I know a few lawyers, please let me know. All right, I will. Yep. Thanks, Josh. Have a very yeah, Merry Christmas, me. brother. And well. man, I just, I won't forget you and I won't forget what you've done. And millions, millions of people in this country think you are a stand-up person. Thanks for, for everything. Thank you. Take care. If you're an adult teacher or principal and you are such a coward, such a washout that you're not protecting young women who literally can't speak for themselves or, oh, hey, maybe they'll get suspended. One girl did come. You told Josh that, um, that, you know, if, if a girl complains and then, and then someone was daring enough to come in and complain, you did nothing to protect girls from dudes being in their washroom. It's sick. You are a coward and you're really disgusting for allowing this. And oh my word, in a Catholic school, I just feel so unchristian with, with what I feel like saying to you. God help you. God help you on judgment day for what you are doing. Your lack of protection for young women. You're pathetic. And you're scared too, aren't you? Because you'll get in trouble from your superiors or, oh, you might lose that funding. The government is controlling all of us, turning all of you into stupid idiots because you defend propaganda and ideologies from a government so that you can have their money. Judas Iscariot, does that name mean anything to you? Oh, Catholic school? Sick. Disgusting. Disgusting. Pathetic. Do I have any more videos so I can calm down? Good, just roll something. I went back and had 
the second vaccine, um, thinking that, you know, it's a, a rare reaction. And again, on the balance of risks and benefits, and, and in my case, I developed a reaction where my blood pressure, my pulse rate and my temperature was uh, was going up and down all over the place and uh, with some quite distressing symptoms and, and persisting for, for quite some time and over a period of many months. And, uh, and I was diagnosed with a vaccine related dysautonomia. So, you know, over the process of the last you know year and a half or so, I've also spoken to a number of colleagues who've had vaccine uh, adverse events themselves, uh, patients who've had vaccine adverse okay. events. And, uh, and so when I was putting in uh, the submission to the long COVID and reinfection inquiry for the Australian parliament, just in the last month or so, I included uh, the group of people who have suffered adverse events from vaccination as a group that needs to have special consideration when it comes to prevention of long COVID. These are serious side effects. Why did the medical regulator, APRA warn doctors then, as you claim, not to speak out about these vaccine side effects? Well, you'd have to ask APRA themselves about their motivation, but certainly quite a number of doctors that I've spoken to have felt impeded in speaking out about uh, their concerns about vaccine adverse events because of the statement made by APRA that, uh, that doctors shouldn't say anything that was uh, going to impede the government's vaccine rollout. Oh, is it? Are, are we at epic? Epic levels of stupid? Epic le levels of cowardice? Is everyone so bought out that you, you're not allowed to what? To warn people that vaccine injuries are happening? So that it leaves the general populace ignorant that this is happening? Because that's what it is. You know all those people that you're, you're trying to tell them the truth and they think that you're some kind of crazy person. Oh yeah, she's lost her mind. You know, and you've got a doctor on here telling us, first of all, she is vaccine injured. We've got Dr. William Mack is courageously telling the world right now that Canadian doctors are dying in, in high percentage increases from other years because they've been forced to take the vaccines. And then we've got, you know, the medical authorities who don't want to talk about it. Oh no, you know, uh, you'd have to ask them why. They don't want people to know. Well, what is it? Is it money? Money seems to have uh, captured the Catholic schools, the government money. So we're going to make sure that our school is all woke and guys can go in the girls' bathroom. And here, don't, by, by golly, don't talk about the vaccine injuries. You might cause vaccine hesitancy. And then some of those people at the top, like Bill Gates and all of the people that are getting money from the vaccines, well, then they'll just be in, in trouble. And that they won't get record, you know, results if, if something goes wrong with the, the vaccine rollout. Wow, what a bunch of cowards. I sure like my life. I sure like that I've crossed that line. Many people are at a line right now and they're, they're going, I think I need to go across, you know, that line where John O'Looney's crossed, where Dr. Peter McCullough's crossed, where Dr. Uh, William Mackis, Dr. Hodkinson, Dr. Paul Alexander, Dr. Charles Hoff, they've crossed the line where it seemed to be safe 
and don't say a word and be cowardly over here. And the line is here and they've crossed. I've crossed. I've crossed the line. You need to cross the line and let it be today. You need to begin speaking out to your teachers and to your school principals about what your children are having to face because of your silence. Get your kids out of schools right now. Pull them in droves. Don't let your kids be part of this woke agenda. It's killing our principles, our values. It's killing our traditions. It's killing our families. And you've got one kid like Josh standing up. God bless him. Because of these cowards. The word of God has a lot to say about this kind of behavior. I'm hoping today you cross over. Cross the line, everybody. Get across. Make sure that you're the one who's telling the truth. Shame the devil, like my mom used to say. Be the one who's going to be on the other side. On the other side, can I tell you what I have? I, I have peace. I know I'm doing the right thing. And I couldn't give a rat's what anybody thinks about what I have to say. I couldn't care. I view their opinions as minimally very ignorant and at the high end that it's pure evil. It's pure evil to remain in your place of wokeness in the face of what we should be standing against. Pure evil, disgusting. So you have another video? <sighs> like Edmund Burke says, when men play God, they behave like devils. That's where we are right now in 2022. Very, very sad. Instead of offering a solution, instead of finding out how do we help these young people or what do we do with the elderly, how, how can we help them, how can we assist them as a society, we are actively, our government is actively working on how to kill them off, make room in the hospitals for them. That is not the way to go. And what amazes me is that we hear and see very little resistance. Very little is being said about this, and we're troubled. We're troubled. Look. Instead of attacking the churches, instead of uh, blaming the church or who knows what, or running after the pastors, let the pastor do his job and let the pastor do what he should be doing. Let's, let's look at the other side of the page and let's do what we should be doing. Let's point the hurt, a hurting humanity. Let's point them to our Lord and Savior who said, I quote, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, not kill them, to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, not see if the, our senators can own the prison and make it an income property for them. No, let's preach deliverance to the captives and recovering sight to the blind to set at liberty them that are bruised, not hurting them and not calling it that we're medically aiding them. It's the opposite with euthanasia. It is wrong. It is murder. It is not of God in any shape or form, and we must stand against that.
Well, that's our courageous friend, uh, Pastor Henry Hildebrandt, and I appreciate him speaking out on euthanasia, which our country, um, you know what? I wish uh, on everyone what they have sown, they shall reap. All these people now pushing euthanasia, they'll one day be in an old folks home. Out of their own mouths, they have brought about the evil that will take their very life. So Tanner, uh, our good friend Tanner, we've had him on our show. How, how do you say his last name? Hindi? Hindi? Oh, I'm sorry, Tanner. I'm sorry. <laughs> but do you know what he outlined yesterday? His, his video went huge. Uh, we just love him. Uh, how there is a, child, uh, a children's coloring book put out by Maine. Tanner, thanks for doing that. We appreciate you letting us all know what's happening. So do we have like a, a fun video of a, a, tr a train hitting something? Let's have a look at this. truck with a big I-beam yeah. that's stuck on the tracks, like a huge I-beam like it for a commercial building. So I'm sure building. no one got hurt, hopefully. I mean, maybe the train people. The engineers, maybe. The engineers might have been hurt, but that guy probably, his truck got stuck and he got out of the way. You know what? Oh, man, our truck is stuck on, on the world train tracks. Our truck is stuck. Get out of the way, everyone. Total satanic meltdown. Good thing God's in control. All right, we have one final, a Babylon B message, right? So I guess it's tongue-in-cheek, a little song? Okay. <laughs> Did you know that your policies would drive us underwater? Biden, did you know that your policies would trans our sons and daughters? Did you know that your policies will punish what is true? The church that you subscribe to does not subscribe to you. Biden, did you know? Did you know that your baby boy made shady deals in Ukraine? Biden, did you know that your baby boy loves Parmesan and cocaine? Did you know that you shouldn't touch these women like Sniff that little girl's hair. It's for.
Lots going on down there and the epic uh, crisis of people coming over the border. I don't know if you've been watching that. Uh, Tucker Carlson has been covering that. I always like to watch Tucker. You shouldn't miss Tucker every night, I'm telling you. 5 o'clock PST, so I guess 8 o'clock EST, 9 o'clock in the Nova Scotia area. Um, Catch Tucker because he is always covering what's really going on and I trust him as a man of God. And our, uh, our website is laurelin.tv. I am so annoyed today. I can barely stand it. Like, I am so upset by what our world is doing. And yet I know that the answer to all of it is to come back to God, to repent, repent, and make sure that you get your life right with God so that you can stand during these evil, evil days. Um, LauraLynn.tv, thank you for your support. If you are able to help us, to help us to keep doing what we do, that would be so appreciated. And maybe you need an income tax receipt for end of days uh, for the last uh, week of this year. Well, we would love to provide you with that. And we are willing recipients of your kindness. And it means a lot and it goes a long ways because we don't get government funded money um, at any point, we don't know if we're going to have one of them RCMP show up at our tour. <laughs> so, do you hear anything? Yeah. Um, I don't know. And uh, be sure that uh, if you'd like to buy some gold and silver, that you get a hold of uh, Steve Merrill at Sovereignize at ProtonMail.com. And the word is you shouldn't be leaving piles of cash in your bank. I think that's good advice. I've heard it from all over the place and I just want to let you know so that we're prepared in the day of adversity that we have made wise decisions we've covered ourselves when we heard a warning we heeded it we did something about it and now uh, you know something is safe for us that warning came quite a while ago when we said that we needed to get our funds out of Canada and we did and so we do believe that um, investing in silver is a, a good thing to do so, um, Merry Christmas, everyone. Don't be discouraged. Don't be dismayed. God is fully in charge. People have their own will, and we do have a woke culture, but when we will get our hearts right, we will be those who stand. So, we need to stand. I think it's appropriate to read Second um, Timothy today. Uh, 2 verse 14, 2 Timothy 2 14. And this is what it says, very appropriate, I feel. Keep reminding God's people of these things. Warn them before God against quarreling about words. It is of no value and only ruins those who listen. Do your best to present yourselves to God as one approved, a worker who does not need 
to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. Avoid godless chatter because those who indulge in it will become more and more ungodly. Their teaching will spread like gangrene. Among them are, he names a couple of people, Hymenius and Philetus. They have departed from the truth. Do you know anyone like that who's departed from the truth? Run away from them. If, if people are rejecting you because they're all down with the woke culture and they don't get what you're saying. You know, Jesus even said to the disciples, dust your feet off and move along. Go to the next town. Go to the next place where they will receive you. If you are not welcomed, dust your feet off. Move, move on. They say that the resurrection has already taken place and they destroy the faith of some. Nevertheless, God's solid foundation stands firm, sealed with this inscription. The Lord knows those who are his. And everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from wickedness. In a large house, there are articles not only of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some are for special purposes and some are for common use. Those who cleanse themselves from the latter will be instruments for special purposes, made holy, useful to the master and prepared to do any good work. Flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness. I'm gonna underline this so that one day my kids will see what was important. Pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments. Sometimes I go, is it okay that I'm calling people ignorant and stupid? Well, the Bible does. So guess I'm going to just keep doing that then. Because you know they produce quarrels, and the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but must be kind to everyone. Uh oh. <laughs> I don't know if I've been that kind today. Able to teach, not resentful. Opponents must be gently instructed in the hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to knowledge of the truth, and that they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will. Well, what I just heard there is you might be allowed to call them stupid, but you're supposed to, in gentleness, um, bring them instruction so that your opponents might have an opportunity to move away from the trap of the devil and come to God. I'm going to work on that for 2023. We'll see you next week. God bless. Merry Christmas. You know, it's not easy to deliver the truth of what our sick world is doing, but for some of us, we feel that we have no choice because if we are silent about these abominable things, then we are letting evil go unchecked and we cannot do that. For those of you wonderful people who are writing me and are sharing your encouragement, I am deeply grateful. Thank you for all the letters that you've been sending. Thank you for the donations and the support. 
I found out that in order to speak the truth, you have to become very, very strong. If you would go to my website at www.lauralyn.tv, you'll find all of the ways that you can contact me. Remember, my friends, all is well. All is well. Thanks for joining me. Thank <sighs> you.